1: All right. And we are live back at it again with another afternoon. Ask anything. I'm Taylor. We got Alex. We got Tom today. So uh, we'll take your questions on anything Pittsburgh sports for the next half hour. We do this every weekday, three to three 30. If you're watching on Twitter, uh, you have to tap the Periscope and you can leave a comment on the Periscope. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, just leave a question in the comments and we'll answer it live on screen for the next half an hour. Um, We are, as always, brought to you by Mike Spearbar and the North Shore Tavern, where, uh, new at North Shore Tavern, they have American Kobe steak on the stone. They're always putting different stuff on the stone. Um, The 800-degree stone, they bring it out to you you and kind of cook it yourself at your table. Um, So, yeah, American Kobe steak on a stone, and you can pair that with four jumbo shrimp or three jumbo scallops. Uh, And that's, again, that's only at the North Shore Tavern right now. Um, yeah, check them out. Check Mike Bar out. They always have the Crowler specials deals on beer. So you can try a bunch of local beers. Um, and, uh, yeah, get, get stoned at the North Shore Tavern. But, uh, Alex, what are you up to today?
2: I just got off a call with Ben Charrington. I'm going to be tweeting out just some quick highlights in the middle of this and, uh, got the game going after Pirates and Giants game two. Maybe they'll awesome. score more than one run.
1: You never know. Uh I just got back from uh penguins practice not that long ago. Um De Smith got hurt, so it's always something. Someone they had what full attendance for it, what a day or two and then yeah, De Smith got hurt. It it seemed like a very uh routine looking save. Um it sounded like a, I I'm pretty sure it hit him in the pads. He just kinda sucked his leg out. Um it was like a dull kind of thud noise, so it's, I'm I'm pretty sure it just hit him right in the pads. Uh but yeah, he was down on the ice for a little bit. The trainer came out. He did skate off on his own, but uh, I mean, he—you you typically don't see a whole lot of emotion from him um, during practices. Uh, but yeah, he was trying to break his stick over the uh, over the boards, and he was hitting it on the on the ground in the tunnel. Uh, so he was not happy, so I don't know if that means. Uh, he thinks it's something serious or But yes. Sullivan said it's still being evaluated for lower <laughs> lower body injury. They practice tomorrow, so we should get an update then. Uh Tom, what are what are you up to today?
0: I'm just in Canton visiting the Pro Football Hall of Fame, visiting some friends here. I uh, got to see the already the, the Bill Nunn bust is on display. Uh that for the for the, the class of 20 and class of 21. Uh those uh those who are put in posthumously. Uh, they they allowed the families to come in, and the busts are already there, so I uh, tweeted out a picture of uh, of Bill Nunn's bust, so they're starting to get uh, get forward here, working toward uh, August when pro football starts up again, and uh, it'll be a big, huge day here for Steeler fans. Uh, there'll be five, five people in total being inducted from those two classes, last year's class and this year's, so... Uh, there'll be a lot of excitement for that and a lot of pride for some of the people, especially Bill Nunn, who waited so long to get in.
1: Awesome. We do have a first question uh, from Daniel on Facebook. Uh, he says, hey, people, predictions for the first round in the East. Uh, we did just talk about this on the 66 to 87 podcast that so went up today. Um, I think I said for the so for the Bruins Capital Series, Bruins and six. Uh, and then in the Penguins Islander series, Penguins in, in six or seven. So,
0: Tom, yeah. what do you think? Uh, I would agree. I, I, I think Penguins in six. Uh, I feel pretty strongly about that. And uh, just because of the injury, the uncertainty with the Capitals situation, and also with their goaltending, uh, I would I would go with uh, the Bruins in six or seven as well. So uh, it should be, you know, could be a black and gold situation. Uh, Final uh, in the division to get out into the third round.
1: Yeah, I think whoever comes out of the the Bruins-Capitals series is going to be pretty beat up. I think that's going to be a very physical series, which I guess bodes well for whoever comes out of the Penguins-Islanders series. Alex, do you have a pick. Uh,
2: Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> in how many? Uh, six. There you go. That's hard-hitting hockey analysis from. <laughs> Your best Ber- Ber-
1: writer. Bruins and Capitals. Do you have a, do you have a pick in that series?
2: Uh, caps at seven. Bold pick, bold pick. It, it works out uh, well for the Penguins whenever they have to play the Capitals. In, yeah. And- yeah.
1: They've never won a Stanley Cup without having to go through the Capitals. So, um, good analysis by Alex. Um, yeah. If, yeah if, uh, again, if you're watching on Twitter Facebook, uh youtube you can leave a comment i'll we'll answer live on the screen for the next uh, half an hour or so um if you're watching on twitter you actually have to like tap the periscope and leave a comment um let's see let's see we have a couple more coming in uh paul on youtube says if you were the gm for a day which team would you uh you gm for a day for the team you cover and tom you can pick whatever team what would uh be your first move you make alex let's start with you
2: uh i'm not gonna go radical and trade so-and-so or cut so-and-so i'm just gonna say let's just get the Hayes extension done with i know with the you know we stand on the 60 day il with the left wrist it's a little bit riskier on top of you know the inherent risk of you know giving this guy a long term deal after one good month in the majors but i am so unbelievably sold on this kid just give him his money make sure he's apart for years to come for this rebuild
1: um, let's see, the Penguins, I don't know if I'd make any, any trades, but I mean, looking at just the pending, uh, free agents they have coming up, um, I'd resign. I'd re Freddie Goodrow. um, they don't have too many, like, big name, like, you know, free agents coming up, but, uh, of the ones coming back up, I think Freddie Goodrow is the easiest one that's gonna be to, to lock up to a contract, Teddy Booger is another one, too, um, that, he's probably due for a bigger raise because uh, he's, he's barely making over league minimum right now. And he's uh, definitely earned more than that. Uh, so that might take a little bit longer, but I mean, Freddie Guder, I just think would be the easiest one to, to keep around after the season. He's had Tom pick a team. You're the GM. What would you do? I'll,
0: I'll take the Steelers just to, for the variety. I, I think that uh, I would want certainty at my left tackle position. And I think right now they're going to go into a year with, uh, uh, you know, the, Okafor and Banner at their tackles, at least to start out. Um, that was one of the things they might have been able to achieve had they used that pick in the second round on a tackle. Instead, they went with a tight end. There's not necessarily wrong answers, and the fact is the Steelers had a lot of holes uh, to fill and a lot of needs to, to get after. Uh, but I think that's something as they transition to a new quarterback next year or the year after, whenever Ben decides he's, going, he's done, uh, they've got to get the, the uh, a permanent left tackle in there uh, that can that can protect his blind side, assuming he's a right-handed quarterback. So that would be my 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 big move there.
1: Sounds good. Um, Brian on Facebook says, "Who is more likely to be unprotected for the expansion draft this summer? Carter, Zucker, or McCann?" Um, we've talked about this before, so that they can protect. Um, if they go the route. I, I assume they'll go seven forwards, three defensemen. And I think no matter what they do, they lose a four just because of the depth they have. Um, so my my picks to protect. I mean, Crosby Malkin obviously um, they have no movement clauses. You put my Gensel Rust, Kapanen. Then you have two spots left. I'd give it to McCann, and it, the last one would be between Bluger and Tanev. Um, I'd lean towards Bluger just because I, I think a center would be harder to replace, but then again, Freddie Guerrero also can play center. Um, so, yeah, I think it's between Bluger, Tanev, and you lose whatever one you don't protect or maybe Aston Reese. I think Zucker, his contract uh, protects him. Uh, you can leave him exposed he probably won't be taken. Um, Carter, what is he, 36? I, I don't think, I think if Seattle's. Picking a, assembling a team, they would want younger players that are going to be with them for the uh, long haul. Carter, you might only have like a year or so left after this, uh, so I think I think you leave Carter exposed, and he he wouldn't be he wouldn't be taken. Uh, you would not lose him. Uh, Tom, what do you think? Who would
0: I? I, I I agree with that assessment. I you know I would hate to lose, but again, this I guess it's it's, it's a good problem to have. That means you got you got a lot of good forwards. I would hate to lose either Blueger or Tanif, and yeah. boy, Tanif, I, I am with you in, in the sense that I was listening to your analysis there. I'm with you. I always I think all centers are almost always more valuable. I just, I just, just how I feel. But Tanif is such a. There are so few players that play like him in the NHL anymore. Uh, you know, everyone wants a Brandon Tanif. Well, good luck finding him. There yeah. just, there just aren't a lot of guys that play the game like that anymore. And you, I if if that guy is exposed now, he's a, what do he, yeah, Taylor, help me out here. He's 20. He's in his mid to late twenties.
1: Um, yeah, I'm not sure off the top of my head how. I, I, I
0: think, think he's, a, he's a little bit older than, I think he's a little bit older than Bluger, but either way, you'd hate to lose either one of those guys. I think, I think Bluger has made tremendous strides this year as a player. Um, you know, not to the, Brian, you know Brian Rust. Everyone talks about him being the self-made player that he's become. He's not in that category, but I think he's taken real strides this year. And if I'm Seattle, I would be happy with either one of those guys if if those were my two options.
1: Yeah, uh, Bluger's twenty six, is twenty nine. Uh, yeah, I Bluger's a, a pending free agent, so I guess restricted free agent. So I guess that plays a role here. Uh, you know what kind of deal they they would able. Well, he but he would want what they're able to get give him, but I think yeah, whatever to it you leave, whatever one of those two you leave exposed is who who they're gonna take. Um, yeah, it's 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 tough. I I think I, I don't know, I always change my mind. I think you know the beginning of the season I I had McCann as a guy I leave exposed, but like I don't think he can now um, after the season he's having. Um, yeah, I think I I think I'd be leaning towards just protecting Tanev and. Exposing Bluger just because, like you said, you can't replace Tanov and Freddie Gutro can play center, uh, so he could potentially be your fourth line center if uh, if uh, Bluegird is the guy that goes to Seattle.
0: You know what's interesting, Taylor? A couple of years ago, and I and I'm not predicting this will happen, uh, but uh, you remember William Carlson? William Carlson played with the Blue Jackets. Uh, William Carlson was one of those guys that had all kind of speed, great a penalty killer, couldn't throw it in the ocean. He just could yeah. not. He could. He never showed signs of being a consistent scorer. Vegas takes him, and he just goes off. And I, I, I wonder. I do wonder if, if I, I don't think Teddy Bluger is that that player. Mm-hmm. But I, if, if Teddy Bluger went to a, an expansion franchise or a place where he could move up in the lineup, look how hard. How look how long it took him to just get to the league. And he's. I mean, right now he's. You know he's not he's not bumping off Malkin and he's not bumping off Crosby, but I would be interested to see him play a higher. You know, it'd be it would be interesting to see him play a, a higher role on another team.
1: Yeah, and then just to to touch on the defense um, stuff, so they protect seven fours. You can protect three defensemen, Latang obviously, and he has no movement clause. Uh, so Latang, I'd do Dumoulin, and then the third one. Um, I mean, again, I don't think it matters because you are probably going to lose a forward no matter what. But, I mean, Marino is exempt and uh, Joseph is exempt, so you don't have to protect either of them. Um, I mean, the seasons Matheson and CeCe are having, though, I mean, it kind of makes it I, – I protect one of them. And then, you know, if by Sun chance Seattle does take, you know, like uh, Pedersen on the left side, then that just kind of frees up a spot for Joseph. Um, but, again, I don't think – uh, that's what's going to happen. I think they're going to lose a forward. No. Um, we do have a Pirates question. Robert says, do you think Will Craig will be a nice impact for the Pirates or will be able back down?
2: I mean, until the Pirates get a little health back at first base, either call Moran or Philip Evans, he's going to be up here. I'm not high on Will Craig anymore. Like, he's made some adjustments with his swing. Let's see how that plays out over an extended period of time. I know he has four homers in the last three days across AAA in the majors. That's good. That's encouraging. See if he could actually build off that or if that's just, you know, a blip on the radar of what's basically been what we've seen out of him the last couple of years, where there's definitely some raw power there, but he can't consistently tap into it. Really good swing yesterday. He's got to get a chance up in the majors. If it doesn't work this time, I don't know if it ever will.
1: Sounds good. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Uh, In the meantime, again, you can leave your questions on Facebook, YouTube, in the comments, or uh, tap on the Periscope if you're watching on Twitter and leave them on there. And that's the only way we'll see them if you're watching on Twitter. So uh, leave your questions and we'll take a quick break and come right back.
0: At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all new state of the art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects.
1: Again, if you missed it when we talked about it earlier, we all we are brought to you by Mike Spiebert in the North Shore Tavern. North Shore Tavern, they now have... Uh, Kobe steak on a stone. That's only at the North Shore Tavern, not at the Mike's Beer Bar. So, um, check them out. Uh, I got we. I want to go back to the expansion draft talk now. Uh, the Penguins, but l- looking around the goaltending tandems around the league, Tom. Who do you think Seattle's going to pick for their starting goaltender?
0: No, oh, boy. Um, I'm trying to think who. Uh, you know, I think
1: I Vegas. Like there's the tandem Vegas has. I, I feel like. You know, whoever Vegas leaves exposed, do would, do you think they wouldn't be picked up then by Seattle? Like Laner and Flurry could Flurry be taken again? Take,
0: how old is Flurry? Flurry's got to be like thirty. Yeah, what? yeah. But I, he's also not
1: slowing down.
0: No, no. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean,
1: uh, thirty-six.
0: Thirty-six. Uh, that's yeah. That, that's getting up there. Uh, and and i know he I know how well he's played, and he, of course he plays on a good team too. That's the other thing uh that helps him I'm not sure i'm trying, just that that one kind of caught me off guard there's this year has not been a gr- great year uh, for backups that I would think would be exposed i know um uh, you know georgie f i can I'm trying to think if he would be exposed uh has not had a good year. Um. Obviously, the well, Rangers, go ahead. It would be
1: between him and Shosturkin. Right? Yeah, they're. I
0: mean, they're going to Shosturkin. Yeah. Th- he's their their goalie. But Georgiev just has not had a good year. He just did not have a good yeah. year this year. Uh, he took a step back. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, that's I a mean, good question.
1: I mean, you could take a veteran like Flurry and a younger guy like Georgiev, who maybe you know could benefit from having a veteran like Flurry. Um, I I think the, there are some you know good tan. I know like Penguins fans in the beginning were worried about like losing to Smith. I don't think they're gonna lose to Smith. Looking at like you know the other tandems around the league, I think you know they're gonna be better goaltenders, exposed like even for a backup. So I mean,
0: yeah, and, and I know the Blue Jackets are are going to probably trade one of their two uh, two goalies either either Elvis or um, uh, Corpusalo because they have Daniil Tar- Tarasov coming uh so they'll they'll end up moving one of those guys so i don't know we'll, we'll we'll see what they get i mean uh i mean vegas raised the bar so high uh that it in, was insane what happened with with vegas a couple of years ago and certainly maf was right in the middle of it
1: yeah uh, another pirates question matt says starting pitching has been up and down uh baker and anderson are stellar but others have regressed how do we address this
2: I mean, the only guy who's really regressed, I I would say, is Mitch Keller. And I guess Cole. But Cole obviously had some injury that was factored into that as well. Uh, For Keller, they're going to keep giving him starts. And, you know, we've seen Mitch Keller every other start just alternate between something really good. And it's like, yes, that's the Mitch Keller that the Pirates need and just being absolutely terrible. And, you know, if if you're a betting man, he's on – He's on schedule for the good start the next time, so everyone could be excited about him again for, I guess, five or six days. But you have to really like the step that, especially Brubaker's making, because he's someone who came into the year, could potentially be part of that rotation going forward. And man, has he really established himself. It looks like a breakout season, something that's like, all right, JG Brubaker's just going to be in this mix for years to come.
1: Let's see. Uh, question for my dad. He says, "For all three, what popular take do you see repeated on social media that you tend to disagree with?" Uh, Tom, why don't you start with this one?
0: For what? What popular take do you
1: like see from fans that... or whatever? Uh, 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 something they repeat that you don't agree with.
2: Give us a take, Tom. An anti.
0: I'm not a take person. That's the uh, that's the problem. Oh.
1: The one, the one that comes to mind for me, it's, it's not even necessarily a, a take, but just so when it was announced that the Penguins are opening, um, they have a noon start on, um, on Sunday, and you know fans are always like, oh, you know the Penguins always are awful at, you know, afternoon starts. That's not even like something I, I disagree with. That's just wrong. Like, <laughs> um, maybe in the seasons past, but I mean this, this season and their past seven afternoon starts, they're. Six zero oh, and one So um, that's something that I think, you know, perception is just wrong. Um, another one, I actually did like a drive on it earlier, a drive to the net. Um, a lot, I, I don't know, I, I did it because I was seeing comments like, oh, you know, the Penguins must miss the net more than anyone else in the, any other team in the league. And then so I just looked into the numbers and uh, both in terms of, you know, missed shots per game and then missed shots relative to the amount of shots they're taking total. The Penguins missed the least out of any team in the division, so um, I don't know. I but yeah, what comes to mind are just things like that, where like we—if you look into it, you can prove it wrong or not. Um, Tom, do do, you do that? yeah, I I yeah,
0: I don't know if this is I don't know if this is burning up Steelers Twitter, but I, I've read a couple other people that, that 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 saw they saw outrage in the Steelers drafting a punter in the seventh round. I thought that was a great pick. I mean, it's it's a, he the guy's a weapon and and. Having covered the Browns for years, they drafted a punter not long ago. The Scottish Hammer came one of the best nicknames in sports, and he's terrific. He changed changed the field with it. I, I I have no problem using a seventh round draft pick on on someone that can can help you in in what is a you know a very important part of the game. Um, uh, so no, I, I, I that's one i disagreed with when I heard that there were people that were upset that they had drafted a punter.
2: That's the guy who's like two fifty. In, in our Oh country. yeah, he's
0: he's got a little yeah, he's he's, he's not going to be He does have. Yeah, he's he's a he's a little thick. Uh the the, the, the guy the Browns took was he was a former uh rugby player and he loves to make tackles. Now you, you you hate to you when your punter's making tackles that's probably a bad thing, but he enjoyed making tackles, but yeah, the uh the punter that they brought in from Georgia Tech is uh yeah, he's a little beefy.
1: Alex, do you have a take?
2: I I ranted about this on my on the last podcast to be named later, but I am tired that of everyone saying all of Mitch Keller's problems are confidence related, because that's something that didn't pop up until this year, and man, shouldn't that have, if it really was just absolutely no confidence, shouldn't that have popped up his rookie year or last year? And second of all, it's de, it's it just. It's taking people away from the real problem in my mind, which is the stuff just hasn't been as good. And the command hasn't been as good. He's not hitting his spots with the fastball and the breaking stuff. Isn't moving enough to you know compensate for that. Those are the real issues. Those are what need to be addressed. If he was throwing, you know, six innings, giving up two runs, every single start, nobody would be talking about confidence then. And his stuff would be doing a whole lot better. It's one hand. That's the, that's the root of the problem here.
1: I, when I get in my live queues probably once every other week is uh, people asking, you know, like is the time to trade Malkin, um, which I just, I know um, because number one, I, I, I don't think you move him uh, or, I mean, Crosby for that matter. As long as you have the score together, you're not going to get two generational talents again for a long time uh so I don't I think you ride this out as long as you can and then also like Malkin has a full no movement clause so he holds all the leverage um if even if you know you could get him to agree to a trade somewhere you know it would probably be um you know he he picks like we know one or two teams and that would severely limit the what you're able to get as a return when you know the team doesn't have leverage and Malkin has all the leverage so I don't know, I, I still see people repeating that or asking, you know, at the time, and, like, no. <laughs> uh, let's see, we have a couple more Pirates. Uh, Paul says, if Alex can do his best Karnak impression, who would he see as a starting nine for the Pirates by the end of the season?
2: Hmm. <laughs> I would say Brian Reynolds in center, O'Neill Cruz in right. We'll go with Kaye, Tom, and left. Moran at first. Kevin Newman at second base. Cole Tucker at shortstop. Hayes at third. Stallings starting. And then pitching. I don't know. I'll go wild card with that one and save Contreras. So he makes his debut by then.
1: All right. I won't argue with that. <laughs> um, another one for Alex. Uh, Alex, I heard Miguel is at Eajur is starting tonight. Is yeah, this hurry. Is- you're right. You know, it's not, you know, that's like what Carter, he said, Legachi, all these the names team. for the teams we're not covering, pretty tricky. <laughs> uh, is this spot start or uh, will this, uh, will this six-man rotation be the six-man rotation until so cool comes back?
2: It's going to be a spot start this time around. Charrington brought up back in spring training that, you know, he, that they wanted to have a five-man rotation at least to start the year but occasionally just bring another guy in give everyone else an extra day with how everything works out uh it's gonna be your hurry this time we could see someone like Ponce do the same role later in the year but right now just one for your hurry still gonna advocate for him to be here you know for the entire year it's time like let's let's give him those starts
1: let's see um Tom I guess does anyone know why Chase's uh, snaps decrease later on in the year? We don't have like a football guy here, but you're the closest thing we have. Do you have an answer?
0: <laughs> I know, and <laughs> it, 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 it is, it is. You know, he looked at mid-season like he was going to have a monster, monster year, and he still had a very nice season. But there's no question that his uh, numbers dropped off as the year went on. I and 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 I don't don't have an answer for that as far as why he. Why they why why Roethlisberger sometimes went away from him, and he did not get as much? That would be a great question for Dale or Chris. Uh, but I agree with the the, the person that's, uh, that's that's writing this is that uh, it's weird, and I can't I can't imagine that'll be the case again next year. Uh, again, rookie coming to the league sometimes. You know, <laughs> here's a hot take: rookie wall guys hit rookie walls. I don't think that was the situation, but it was weird. Uh, Because, as I said, he looked like he was going to have a record-breaking rookie year, uh, like at midseason. So I would expect him to be much more front and center this year.
1: Alex, Robert says, uh, who will be the Pirates All-Star?
2: Richard Rodriguez. Just, I don't know who else it could really be
1: right (laughs) now. (laughs) Okay. Good answer. Uh, we have three questions and one right here. We'll start off. It looks like one for every team. Um, first one, can the Penguins go deep in the playoffs? Uh, Tom, what, uh, how far what's, do you think these Penguins what's go? Your,
0: what's your definition of deep? My definition of deep is the third round. I say, yes, I, I think they can get to the third round. And then after that, I would want to know, I would want to know who they're playing. If They're playing Toronto. I think they can go to the Stanley cup final. Mm-hmm. If it's, uh, Vegas, Colorado. Colorado or Vegas, or I, I would say no, it would, it is a nice season. Uh, but again, you, you know, what, uh, Taylor, we have no idea what's going to happen a month from now and who's going to be available. We we started this uh, Ask Anything segment with a Casey DeSmith injury update in practice. So, uh, you know, a lot of that is going to be, a lot of that's going to be determined uh, on how guys, how they could you know, how, how key players uh, get through healthy. I remember a couple of years ago, the year the Rangers knocked out, the Rangers went to the finals in 2014 and in it like what looked like a harmless play in 15, when they're playing the Penguins, Matt Zuccarella gets hit in the head with a puck. I mean, it just, that was it. I mean that cost the Rangers a chance of going back to the finals that year. So injuries play a big part of it, but I do think, all things being equals on the, on the injury side, I think they get at least to the conference final.
1: Yeah. I, I'd, I'd agree with you there. Um, I think, yeah, I think they make it out of the East. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the, the... Against the, they have good records against the Islanders and the Capitals this season. They're six and two against both. Um, and if you know, those are their, that, then if they get through the Islanders, they might have to go through the Capitals um, if they make it out of that series. Um and I so I mean if that's the case I think I think they could they could do well um but like you said it's just so hard to because there's no reference point for these divisions like how strong really is like the central because like they've only been playing each other so like how does a central team stack up against an east team um it's that's going to be tough uh so I I'll say at least they make it out of the east but you don't know um Let's see. Next one. How strong will the Steelers be with a good running game to lean on? I guess, Tom, this one's for, for you too because close to for Steelers guy.
0: Well, you can't go 500 in the NFL anymore thanks to Roger Goodell and the, his finally gets his way for 17 games, which only means that he'll get 18 here very soon uh John
2: fisher would find a way to go eight eight and one don't <laughs> yeah. pretend that he wouldn't time
0: <laughs> very good um uh, but there i i see them kind of in that you know what would it be so that's seven and nine that no that, that still doesn't get me to 16 7 and 10 8 and 8 and 9 8 and 9 9 and 8 how about how about somewhere in that range i think 9 and 8 might be optimistic but um Eight and nine. And we'll see, you know, I think a big part of it will be, how are the Browns this year? Are they going to be as good as people really th- expect them to be? Or will they take a step back like they have in in sometimes when they've gotten good? The Browns just have never been able to have consistency. And when I say that, if they do fall back, then there's, there's your usual two automatic wins. But I got to tell you, I don't think they're falling back this year. I think uh, so I'll go with eight and nine.
1: All right. And then uh, will the Pirates be charging hard at the end of the season? is the Pirates record we see today pretty much where they'll be?
2: I think it's more likely that it's going to be, you know, their own pace for what, like 66 wins-ish right now. I think that's going to be more or less where they finish the year. But they did have like a good couple weeks in the middle there. They finished strong last year. It's not out of the realm of possibility that if this team is healthy – They could win a couple, but you have to also remember the trade deadline is going to happen before then. So a couple of the guys who are performing are going to be out of town probably by then.
1: All right. Seems like a good place to wrap things up, touching on all three teams. Uh, Thanks again for joining us for another afternoon Ask Anything. Uh, We do this every weekday, 3 to 3.30. So we'll be back at it again Monday. We hope you'll join us on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. Uh, and again, we are brought to you by Mike Speebart in the North Shore Tavern. And North Shore Tavern, brand new there, only there. Um, Kobe Steak on a Stone, that's the 800-degree steak on a stone where they bring it to your table and get to cook uh, it right in front of you on the stone. So Kobe Steak on a Stone, try that out. You can get it with jumbo shrimp or jumbo scallops. So, uh, yeah, sounds great. Uh, North Shore Tavern, Mike Bar, right across from uh, PNC Park. Uh, thanks again for joining us, and I hope you'll join us Monday.